Welcome to the Seed Knowledge Podcast, produced by China Europe International Business School. In this episode, Associate Professor of International Business and Strategy Shamim Prashantham speaks with Kirap founder and CEO and Seeb's MBA class of 2014 alum, Dr. Kota Satake, about how his company is leveraging technology to pioneer the future of healthcare. Kota, good morning. Yeah, good to see you today. Yeah, nice to meet you for the first time. So as um, you know, I'm Shamin Prashantham, I'm an associate professor of mm. international business and strategy here. Mm. And I teach the entrepreneurial management course, oh, which great. you probably also uh, had when you were on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for our viewers, can you introduce yourself briefly, Kota? Okay, I'm a founder and uh, a CEO of CureUp, which is a digital health startup in Japan. And I was in the class of uh, 2014 in SIBS. So I was here between 2012 to 2013s. And after that, I went to Johns Hopkins because I was in the dual degree program here. Right, well, terrific to, to meet you. And uh, I'm looking forward to learning a little bit about your startup, uh, how you mm-hmm. came about creating it and uh, what your plans are for the future. In fact, you're a medical doctor by training. Yes. And you were the first participant in our dual degree mm. program with Johns Hopkins, which mm. is, of course, a, a terrific university awesome. in the healthcare mm-hmm. space. Uh, and after that, you decided to start this um, company called CureApp. Mm-hmm. But tell me a little bit about how you identified the opportunity in the first place. The moment that I came up with the idea of mm-hmm. the startup CureApp is when I was in the uh, Johns Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was uh, October in 2013. And at the time, I was doing the research about health informatics mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in Johns Hopkins. And I have read uh, so many papers, academics, research, and uh, I found that. Sorry, so yeah. you said health informatics. So that's basically the intersection of information technology and health. Yeah, uh, health informatics is kind of academic fields of uh, health ITs. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you talk about health ITs, it's something it's more like ITs, which applied into the mm-hmm. healthcare. Sure. But when you talk about informatics, it's something like uh, research or academics to see or evaluate the power of the technology in healthcare. So Got it's, it. It's kind of a, a similar, but definition is kind of different. Right, yeah. right, right. So you were reading academic papers in this area, and then what happened? Yeah, and s- one of the papers that uh, my uh, faculties recommend me to read, and it shows that it's about the applications which uh, diabetes patients use every day. Mm. And a few months later, the data shows the person, patient who use the app, it's much better outcomes mm. than the patient who don't use the application. So at the time, I was kind of surprised mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when you look at, when you, when you talk about the treating patient, mm-hmm. uh, doctors always thinking about using, applica- using, using medications right. or medical device to cure disease. But it's not medication or medical device. It's application. It's right. totally different concept right. of like uh, treatment too. Mm-hmm. So uh, at the time uh, when I found out the evidence of the applications, mm. I could see the future that in the hospital, in the future, doctors 
uh, take advantage of the power of medication, medical advice, and also applications. Hmm. So uh, at the time, there was a moment that I came up with my ideas of the QR. Super. And so you go back to Japan and mm -hmm. then you decide to start it. Now, we all know that for entrepreneurs, putting together a team mm -hmm. is very important. Yes, exactly. Uh, how did you go about that? Did you uh, try to identify a co-founder? After I came up with the ideas, I was thinking about who would be the right person to uh, like ask to get into my team. Mm -hmm. And Shin Suzuki, he's kind of a co-founder of the uh, QR. The, the guy came to in my mind, and because uh, we are in the same club in the universities, mm -hmm. interesting about him is he's a, a medical doctor, but at the same time he can do uh, programming. There are not so many people something That's like right. that, so yeah. I invite him to join. Uh, but at, at the beginning, he was interested in my companies, but still he was not like uh, motivated to. Uh, do the full commitment to the mm -hmm. to my company because uh, because it was just kind of beginning of the startup. So mm -hmm. it, it there's no companies, there's no money, there's no like yeah, yeah. something like a uh, uh, trend in yeah. Japan. So at the time he was doing research and he he wanted to focus on the research, mm -hmm. but I did ask 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 again him mm -hmm. join, and uh, I think uh, when I give him gave him a title of CTO, mm. oh. I thought that he was kind of removed, <laughs> and my company got financed by some uh, successfully, and he decided to come to my companies. Great. Uh, so, what is CureUp? Okay, CureUp is a digital health startups, mm -hmm. and the application we develop is the uh, automation system, which provide uh, educational and also a behavior change guidance to patient. Right. And the core technology of the application is that um, the algorithm of the system. When I see a patient, and like hearing, listening to the uh, patient voice or uh, blood data or other kind of uh, medical data, we diagnose the status and uh, provide appropriate treatment guidance to patient. So uh, the system do the same things right. on behalf of doctors. So mm -hmm. that is a kind of a core technologies. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about Founding a startup in Japan. Founding a startup in Japan is kind of a difficult, mm -hmm. more difficult than doing that in the United States or in China. Mm -hmm. When you look at uh, a startup in the US, there are so many stakeholders, so many people, mm -hmm. so many startups, so many investors, so many mm -hmm. supporters. Poppers. Support, there's more yeah, support. Yeah, there's the more supportive atmosphere, ecosystem. Yeah. But Japan also has the ecosystem, but that's not so big as the uh, US or China. Mm -hmm. So it's not so easy to do the startup in Japan. But still, this kind of atmosphere is moving to go positive right now. So right. Uh, we are having more and more startups and sure. more and more investors. And also, mm -hmm. money comes into this kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. okay. So uh, tell me a little bit about the key milestones that you've achieved so far. The business model we are doing is, mm -hmm. is similar to the business model of the bio ventures. Okay. So uh, we have achieved uh, three clinical trials in Japan so far. Right. Feasibility studies mm -hmm. and intervention studies, and also uh, like uh, official randomized control study to 
get the approval from the government. Mm -hmm. And we have achieved three of them already. So we are, look, we are kind of doing the process of getting a regulatory approval for the application, which right. is going to be the first case in okay. Japan. Okay, wonderful. And uh, you've raised money already, you've said. Yeah, uh, we financed so far four times. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, we did Series A, B, C, D, and totally we financed about 20 million USD so far. And uh, actually we are doing a final pre-IPO round right now, so uh, it's going to be the last round. So clearly you are already being seen as a very promising mm -hmm. startup, you're making progress. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm sure given your uh, educational experience, mm -hmm. which combined both China and the US, mm -hmm. the two biggest economies in the world, mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure going forward you have plans to expand beyond Japan? Yeah, of course. Um, in the last four years, uh, we focus on Japan mm -hmm. because it's kind of main market for us. But this year, we have actually started uh, business in the US. Mm. And, and we are also in the process of getting FDA clearance right now. Right. So hopefully in the few years later, I want to come back here, China. I want to start mm -hmm. expand business here. So that is kind of a future plan. So the U.S. is probably the immediate term mm -hmm. expansion and then China maybe in the medium term. Yes, yes exactly. Um, how do you uh, view China? What was the impact of having studied here at SEABS and in China? How has that impacted you in terms of looking at China now for opportunities? It was huge impact on me, mm -hmm. like SEABS MBA program. And before I get in, got in, enter the SIBS, mm -hmm. I was in the uh, hospital mm. and doing the clinical work mm. and seeing a Japanese patient. Mm. So that was a great job, but it's kind of a, it gives me some kind of limited view of the world. Right. So after I get into the SIBS, I have seen a lot of people mm. like from many mm -hmm. countries. And each of them are different. Mm. So I was impressed. And one thing that I found is that everyone is really, really like positive for the future. Mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. kind of a, like, that gave me great uh, impact on me. So uh, mm -hmm. that pushed me to go to a uh, you know, new world. And as you expand this business beyond Japan mm -hmm. into the US and China, what do you expect that you may have to do differently in these markets? Yeah, basically, the product is the same. Mm -hmm. The business body is the same. Mm. But what is different? That is people and cultures. Mm. Because I have lived in the three these countries, mm -hmm. so I have seen many peoples. Uh, people are, in each country, people are different. Mm. So uh, that's kind of a, that could be a challenge. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think I'm going to enjoy the challenge to overcome. Sure. Yes. Sure, specifically in relation to the sort of application Cure App is, mm. Can you give me a, an example of how, say, American mm -hmm. consumers will be different from Japanese consumers or Chinese consumers might be different? One of the products we are developing in, uh, in Japan is that we are uh, developing a Q-app for hypertension. Right. Uh, the application provides uh, some like lifestyle guidance to a patient. And uh, for example, in Japan, the application provides some guidance to avoid uh, like miso soup. Uh -huh. 
because in Japan, everyone drinks miso soup, but uh -huh. miso soup induces hypertension. But when you are talking about the application in the US, they don't drink miso soup. So uh, uh, on behalf of that, we provide some guidance like other kind of avoid food. Avoid burgers, not yeah, too something burgers. like that. <laughs> yeah, so it's about not, cultures. Not yeah. too much fries. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's very fascinating the entrepreneurial journey you're mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. uh, and very interesting to see how you're combining your past professional background mm -hmm. as a medic, uh, but also your um, home base in Japan mm -hmm. and the exposure you got mm -hmm. uh, in China and the US. And mm -hmm. I wish you lots of luck. I hope that, you know, two, three years from now, we can have another conversation and oh, hear how you've been a successful international startup. Yeah. But terrific to meet you and good talking okay, to you. Okay, good to see you today. All right, thanks. Thanks for listening to the Sieb's Knowledge Podcast. Keep up with the latest in Chinese economic and global business trends by subscribing to the Sieb's Knowledge Podcast on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app. More Sieb's Knowledge available through courses at our China campuses in Shanghai, Beijing, and Shenzhen our Africa campus in Accra, Ghana, or our European campus in Zurich, Switzerland. Siebes is the bridge that connects the world and China.